Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. We're in Acts. We continue in the book of Acts. Last time, we really focused on the Word and its benefits. I feel led by the Spirit of God tonight to get into some of that again, even though it's going to go in a slightly different direction. Um, we're in Acts chapter 18, verse 24. You say, well, what are y'all up to, Pastor Matt? I'm not familiar with this. Well, if it's been a while or it's your first time, our format on Wednesday nights is it's a service, but it's a Bible study. And it's chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We've been in the book of Acts for months. And beginning in January of 2020, the notorious, infamous year of COVID, right? I started with chapter by chapter, verse by verse, of certain books at a time in the Bible. Right now, we are in Acts. So we are in Acts, chapter 18, verse 24. Look at this. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker. Eloquent means polished and capable and smooth, and they're good at it, basically. An eloquent speaker who knew the Scriptures well had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria and Egypt. And I'm going to read a few verses and then we're going to go back through them and talk about it. We only hit this verse two or three weeks ago when I was last speaking to you. And we talked about the significance of God's Word. Someone say God's Word. That's so important. That's so important. So uh, he knew the Scriptures well. He had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria and Egypt. Verse 25, he had been taught the way of the Lord. And he taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. What's an enthusiastic spirit? Mm, maybe maybe I'm enthusiastic. You could use me as an example. I don't know what level he was at. Maybe he was louder than me. Maybe he was more outspoken. Um, Michelle is enthusiastic. Outgoing personality. You ever met someone that was like, yeah, it's great. It's going to be okay, right? I'm alive. I may find a million dollars today, all right? So he taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic and excited spirit and with accuracy. However, he knew what? Only about John's baptism. Now, this is what's interesting. The baptism of John was for repentance. But remember, John wasn't baptizing people in the name of Jesus yet. Because Jesus had not died on the cross. There's no evidence that he was baptizing people in Jesus' name. Right? Historians tell us that John and his disciples could have easily baptized upward of a million people. Incredible. A baptism for repentance, he was preparing the way of the Lord, just like Scripture had said, the voice of one crying, in the crying out in the wilderness. Okay, Now, the baptism of Jesus is what? It's repentance, but we get baptized according to Scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the Father, Father the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of Jesus is for a brand new life, leaving the old you buried there. So it's slightly different from John's baptism, although it's similar. So he just knew about John's baptism. Well, when Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. Let's stop there. Can you imagine if Apollos had said, I've got it, I'm already an eloquent speaker. I know the scriptures, you can't tell me nothing. Did you know the good get better when they slow down and humble themselves? The good get better. I remember playing basketball back in the day. 
And I, man, I could jump and move quick, and I loved to dribble and be a little showy. I was always just kind of a little showy when we played basketball. But I remember bumping into a guy who had played college ball. And, man, he would give me tips, and I always loved it. I never argued with him and said, man, get off me. Just give me the ball. Let's play. No, he'd, he'd slow down and go, you know what? He'd say things like, you're quick enough to beat most people off on this court, but let me show you this new trick. He used to show me what he called a jab step. Some of you are familiar with basketball, and that's when you're holding the ball and you step like you're going to go this way. Well, if you keep your foot planted, I just used to love this. You'd fake this way, and they're already shifting their weight, and you just cross over and go the other way. I thought, that is brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? Well, he showed me a better way. Scripture says when Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. You know, the time still that my mentor, my pastor, who happens to be my dad, a very unique combination, takes me aside and just speaks the word into my life. It's almost like he's reading my mind sometimes by the Spirit of God. He'll say, and he'll just, dad doesn't go, let's sit down and let's have a teaching moment. My dad teaches as he goes. Y'all know how pastor is. He's always teaching. He's always coaching. He's always sergeanting. Hey, you better get back in church, man. You know, the devil's going to eat your growth. You know. He says, he, that's just, that's his tough love. That's his vibe. Is hey, where have you been? I thought, you know, and he'll say crazy stuff. I thought COVID got you. I thought the devil ate you. You know, some crazy thing and people all, they tell me, I'm scared of your dad. I'm like, you should have been raised by him. This is the gentlest he's ever been. <laughs> Growing up, he used to be like, did I already tell you? Yes, sir, he'd say, then move. Some people are like, oh, my gosh, he's so tough. I'm like, oh, man, you need to, as my mom would have said, God bless her, she'd say, babe, you need to toughen up. <laughs> Dad makes me better. My wife is, let's see, I think she is six years and 20-something days younger than me. Did you know she makes me better? There's some aspects of her personality that, for lack of a better term, I just think they're better than mine. You say, no, they're not better, they're different. Well, areas where I have weakness, she has strength. She was telling me the other day, and I don't know how she phrased it. Ah, do you remember how you said it, baby? It was so good. It was so quotable. I should have written it down. You said, our areas of strength are the other person's weakness. Do you remember how you said it? It was so good, baby. Would you think about it for a minute? I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of kidding. It was good. I thought, man, I should have written that down. It's like we complement each other so well the way we're made for each other that the areas where I'm weak, she's strong. We fit like puzzle pieces. There's things that, that Jen is better at than me. And there's things she claims that I'm better at than her. I, I, don't, I don't know. She's pretty good at stuff, I think. But, you know, I'm a big fan, right? I'm embarrassing her right now. That was my purpose. She's my love. But did you, I don't know why I'm, I'm leaning in on this really closely tonight, and I'm, I'm, I'm hammering it. Some of you have really missed out because you were too proud to receive from somebody. Whether it was a dad, a mom, an employer. Say, man, they can't show me nothing. I remember uh, my science teacher. He was a coach, but I guess, I guess he'd been a boxing coach as well. And he, he told us the story one time. This was in middle school. Back then we called it junior high. 
But he told us a story about how he was running a boxing gym back in the day, and a guy, I don't know if the guy was homeless or just walking up off the streets, and he would laugh at him with their boxing. He said he thought he knew everything. He couldn't be taught anything else. And he walked in one day while Coach was teaching the kids to box. And Coach said, you know what? And I don't even remember why he told us this story, but it sure relates to what I'm speaking about tonight. This guy walked in off the street all proud into a boxing gym and said, I'll take you. I'll take any of y'all. Coach said, let's go. Let's put on the gloves. I used to have some buddies that would say that. They'd say, you want to put on the gloves? I'm like, let's go barefisted, whatever. I'm just kidding. Gloves are a little better. So Coach said they got him up. They got him some gloves on. And Coach said he, he could just tell the dude was so arrogant. Coach said they messed around for a little bit. They held each other up a little bit. He said he threw one fake, and the guy corrected to block that fake and left himself wide open, and Coach knocked him out in one punch because he needed to be taught the way more accurately. He thought he knew it all. So I don't know who that's for tonight, but I pray you get to the place in your Christian walk, whether you're in the house tonight or on the live stream, where you go, yeah, I can do better. I can learn more. I, I'm not just going to duck and dodge and go, no, 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 I'm fine. Well, you know you're not fine if you're struggling in a certain area. You ever been there? I have. We just got to be able to admit it and go, I, I can do better here with God's help and with the help of people around me. All right? And that's okay. That's okay. So once again, when Priscilla and Aquila, remember, can you imagine? I, I kind of wish me and my wife's names rhymed sometimes. Priscilla... <laughs> Priscilla and Aquila, it's so catchy, heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue. They took him aside and explained the way of God, what? Even more accurately. All right. So that little section, let's go back to 24. And I was really harping on this a few weeks ago, but I want to hit it again. Let's just talk about it again. A Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker who knew the scriptures well. Why is the word so important? Let's go to Hebrews 4.12 tonight, if you would. Valeria, I don't know if you got that. You got it. Awesome. Thank you. Look at this verse. I love this verse. For the word of God is alive and powerful. One, transla one translation says, um, quick and active. Alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Have you, have you ever seen a two-edged blade? I have. My dad had one from Vietnam, and it looked like a scimitar, kind of like a dagger. Don't ever, I don't know what happened to it. It had a wooden handle. It was so cool. But both sides were sharp. What's the beauty of a, of a two-edged sword or knife? It cuts both ways. Many times I'll tell you in here, don't feel too bad on a Sunday morning even. I said, because, man, the word may have cut you today, but it cut me too. It cuts going and coming. It cuts both ways. That's what the word's for. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit. What does that mean? Well, with the word's help, you can decide what is soul and what is spirit. Is God speaking to me, or did I make that up? Um, or is this a work of the flesh, or is this a work of the spirit? How about you go to the works of the flesh and the works and the fruit of the spirit? That's a guiding Outline there, isn't it? Galatians. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The word exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Did you know there's a verse for everything? There is a scripture for everything. I remember when smartphones first came out, 
And the big joke was, there's an app for that. Do you guys remember that? Oh, there's an app for that. Yeah, but there's not an app that will make you closer to God. There's not an, I mean, it can help you, but there's not an app that will give you a desire for God. There's not an app that will decide for you. You have to decide, and you've got to get in the Word. I'm telling you right now, brothers and sisters, you've got to get in the Word this year. I was going to say, don't make me beg you, but call it what you want. You've got to get in the Word. I've already started the one-year Bible. It's not too late. Get started on your Bible reading plan. Some folks say, man, I'm not going to read through the Bible like that, Pastor. I've got a devotional plan. Look, don't tell Pastor. But if you're being steady with something, whatever you're doing in Scripture, be steady. Do it like you believe it and you mean it and stick with it. Some folks say, I'm going to start with Genesis and go to Revelation. Some say, I'm going to start in the New Testament. I finally got Dad to admit the other day that you can start in the New Testament if you want. It was a breakthrough moment. He may never do it again. It may be here and gone. But he said, you know, you can start in Matthew. I was like, Dad, would you, would you say that again, sir? You know, for the microphone. No. Start somewhere and keep going. You say, well, I don't like to read. Listen to the word systematically. I, you know, I've said that until I'm blue in the face. And some of you are still not reading your Bibles. And some of you, did you know that you can get a Bible app and you can research verses in the same way that I do? I may have some years of experience on you, but you have access to the same stuff. I have something called Bible Hub. Love that one. Say, but it's not pretty. It doesn't have to be a pretty app. version is just beautiful. You ever been in version? People do pictures with verses over them. They're so flowery, so beautiful. That's great. But Bible Hub is quick. It's like the word. It's quick. You can look it up. I can look up Greek and Hebrew and I think Aramaic. I can cross-reference stuff. I love it. It's real simple. You can put in a subject and find verses on it real quick. So whatever works for you, men and women of God, get into the Word this year. See, I'm going to start in Matthew and read straight through. Good, do it. Don't give up. Did you know most New Year's resolutions never work out? Did you know that? Huge percentage. Don't make it a New Year's resolution. Make it a lifestyle, okay? Make it a habit. Just say, man, I got to get in the Word. I don't feel like it. That's okay. He's going to speak to you once you sit down, slow down, put your phone to the side, calm your mind, quiet your spirit, like my mother-in-law says, and just read. Just get into the Word. Start in Genesis and read straight through. Start in Matthew, read straight through. Do the one-year Bible. Do what you got to do, but get in the Word. Get the Word in you. Why? Let's read this whole verse again. For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. Man, that's a sharp, that is a sharp sword. If you look at that, um, physiologically and physically in your body, between joint and marrow. Joint and marrow is touching each other. That's such a cool, a cool illustration. It's like slicing between molecules almost. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So, let's have a little review. We talked about this, I guess it was about three weeks ago. Why is the word important? Why do you think the word is so important? Anybody, everybody, what, why is the word so important? Why do we need the word so much? This, this says that Apollos knew the scriptures well. Why is it good to know the word? What's the big deal about the word? Anybody? Not all at once. We'll say that again? When getting attacked by the enemy? Uh-huh. 
Let me, can I add to that? And I may be stealing someone else's answer. That's a great place to start, Eric, is struggling in your mind. Not knowing what God thinks about you. I knew a kid years ago. You know what he said? It was over in the daycare. And he had read something in Scripture and misunderstood it. He said, God hates me. That'll break your heart. No, he needed to get an understanding of the Word. God don't hate you. He created you. He died on the cross for you. So when you're getting attacked by the enemy or struggling with your mind, why, why do you need the Word? What's the big deal about the Word? Yes, ma'am. Ooh. Tells you, sis says it tells you how to live and gives you wisdom. How about this? Did you know Hosea 4.6? God is speaking about his people. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I believe I said this today in our staff meeting. It's not a color thing or a gender thing in life. It's what you know and what you don't know. Some people live and die and never know their purpose. But Scripture says God has revealed himself to every man and woman. It's just folks ignore it. Say, well, no, I'm going to worship something else. I'm going to do something else. No. Got to get in the Word. Why else is the Word important? Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Peace. Peace and strength. That's what the Word's for. That's good. What God will do for you. So his promises. Hundreds and thousands of promises. Okay, powerful. Peace, strength, and what he will do for you. What he can do. How about boundaries? Did you know the first few verses of the Bible, God details boundaries. In creation, he immediately gets into boundaries. I think I went over this um, a few weeks ago on a, in the Sunday service. He separated the water from the land. He separated the moisture in the sky from the moisture on earth, the water. He separated day from night. He se separated woman from man. See, those are boundaries. It's amazing to me. People just make up stuff, and it sounds so foolish now when you go back and look at Scripture. So, you know, we're, here's what I've, I've had people tell me some stuff. They go, no, here's what I think, and here's what, it, you know, a God would not. I'm all, God would, what? what? Careful, careful, don't be talking about God. You don't know nothing about him. Get into the Word, and then you can talk about what he, what he is and what he does and who he is. I told him in Bible study last night, I was listening to an old school, I'd say old school, 2000. A hip-hop artist named Ambassador. He said, the doer who does, the God who says, let there be, and there was. <laughs> I love that. He speaks and he does it. He always speaks his word first. That's, a good, that's another good reason to get in the word. God announces his plans through his word. God will never violate his word. What else? Why is the word important to you tonight? Yes, ma'am. Let's, let's get off on a tangent about that. Sister says, so you can really know what truth is. Is truth important? Remember when COVID all started? We're still, I was talking to someone on the phone today. You're still going, you don't know which headlines to believe. They can talk about the same news story and spin it however they want. CNN, the Communist News Network, Fox News, the fake news, you know, whatever. All, just a bunch of crazy stuff. What's the truth? You need the word for truth. Jesus said you will know the truth and what? Hmm. And he that the Son has set free is free indeed. But it's always based on truth. What is real? I had a teacher in school used to say, we're going to take a true or fake test today. You know, true or false? 
He also, he said, or the other part of the exam will be multiple guests. It used to make me laugh. True or fake or multiple guests. Man, you don't have to guess if you're getting in God's word. It's very direct. I know there's some gray areas here and there, but you don't have to guess about most things in life, man. You get into the word, there is an answer right off. And honestly, you don't have to guess about anything in life if you really seek him, even about the areas that you perceive to be gray in the word. Because he's going to answer you, and he's going to give you peace, or you're going to have no peace about something. So, truth. Great answer. Truth is important. Why else? Why else is the word so important? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Be able to share your faith. I mean, we can share food. We can, we can lend a lawnmower. I, I looked at John and said lawnmower. We can, I mean, you could get a lot. Man, I like lawnmowers at work. I like Hondas, just, just so y'all know. Um, you, can, you can share money. You can lend money. But, man, if you want to share your faith, then it goes back to truth, and there's nothing like the Word. That's how you share your faith. What else? Why is the Word so important? Anybody else? Why is the Word? Why do you think the Word is so important? Why has it, God exalted His Word so much? Why is His Word so important? It's a weapon. Scripture refers to it as the sword of the spirit. But did you know, I remember growing up, people would get spiritual and they go, this is my sword. I'm like, that's like no sword I've ever seen. You can't cut anybody with this book. I could beat them over the head with it or throw it at them. I saw a Christian movie one time and they'd kind of made it into a horror flick. I'm not even going to tell you the name because you may go watch it and then it's just kind of weird. But it was Christian. It was by Frank Peretti, the Christian novelist. And I'll never forget, the end of the movie, it got so corny there was a guy about to stab someone. I don't know if he was going to sacrifice them or something. And the preacher ran in and threw his Bible across the room and he blocked the knife. I was like, oh, man, you just made a bad movie, the worst ever. Here's my point. It is a weapon, but it's a weapon when it comes out of your mouth. And if you held up. Your Bible says, I know what you meant. But I mean, I'm speaking to the folks who think, well, this is just the sword. No, the sword is when it's a rhema, man, when it's active. See, this is Greek. This is logos, the printed word, the written word. This is powerful. You can never have a revelation without the printed word. God sent his word and healed them. Say, but I don't, he sent his word, but I don't know what it says. Then how could it heal you? You read it or hear it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And then you go, by the word of God, and then you go, oh, God said that? I believe it. That's crazy. I'm going to do it now. Now it's a revelation. Now it's a sword of the Spirit in your mouth. So even a revelation, when Jesus returns, Scripture says, man, he's going to destroy his enemies by the word of his mouth. God has, always, God has always been into his word. You're only as good as your word, is what my grandpa taught me. Anybody else? What's so important about the word? like what chaos <laughs> can you imagine all the mistakes you would have avoided in life me too had we just followed God's guidelines say man I knew I shouldn't have married that crazy whatever right some of you if you if that's your husband now he's not so crazy that's that's your soulmate for life or that's your wife for life but if it's your ex you go man I never should have been messed with they were so handsome yeah but they had goat hooves 
just the simple, I'm telling you, the word, you, I like what Brother Man said, you can avoid chaos. Chaos is just absolute tragic and traumatic disorder. What were you going to say, man? Oh. How to be a parent, how to be a husband or a wife. It is the manual for relationships. Uh, this is free. I love it when men don't know their Bibles and they go, yeah, but you know, the word says that wife is to submit unto her husband. Yeah, I know it says that. But have you seen God's instructions to me? I don't quote that verse much. Why? Because God tells me in the same context, I'm supposed to love my wife like Christ loved the church. Oh, I better not quote scripture anymore. How, how on earth? Love my wife like Christ loved the church. He loved us so much he took it to the cross and he died for us that's powerful you'll lay your life down for someone you love i can't keep going tonight i could go all night i think it was captain america who said i could do this all day but um the word is so powerful so vital i challenge you tonight i challenge you tonight this is this is my spiel for tonight get into the word this year you don't know what else is coming that's not to scare you it's just to be ready Prize fighters, man, or folks in the championship circuit say, man, I'm scared of the next fight. No, you just be ready for the next fight because it's going to happen. You're either, remember, you're either walking through something, you're either coming, just coming out of something, or you're getting ready to go through something. Somebody taught me that years ago, and it's so true because life is full of its troubles, but the righteous will always get back up. Somebody say amen. And the reason we know that is because God's word says it. He's not a man that he should lie, and he keeps his promises to a thousand generations. Go ahead and bow your heads tonight. Close your eyes. If there's anyone at the sound of my voice tonight who says, Pastor Matt, I have never committed my life to Jesus. I've never confessed him as my Savior. If that's you tonight, I want to pray with you because you say, man, I, I don't know where I'd go if I died. If I died tonight, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell. This is your time. This is your time. If that's you tonight, raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. You say, I, I, I don't, I've never confessed Jesus as my Savior. If that's you, let me pray with you. Anybody in the house? All right. I think you've all had an experience with God. You've all accepted Jesus before. He's your Lord. But pray this prayer with me anyway, because maybe it's for someone else who's going to hear this recording. Say, Heavenly Father, say, forgive me. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. Say, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And I believe that he died and rose again for me and for all of humanity. Say, I believe. And say, Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for saving me from hell and from this world and from my sin. In Jesus' name. Now let me just pray a blessing over you. Father, I thank you for your people tonight who have listened so attentively. They have, they have soaked up the word, Lord. They were pulling it out, pulling it out of me tonight. They, they're receiving the word as it came out. They love your word. They're not here by accident. Now, Lord, touch their hearts. Let them 
be able to apply this in a practical manner in their lives with loving, with forgiving, with wanting to be more understanding and compassionate and walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering. That they would continue to walk in your word, walk in your love, walk in your promises. I thank you, Lord, for this time together. It may never be just like it is tonight, this moment, these people gathered here, but Lord, we seize the moment, and we thank you for it, and we're so grateful for it, Father. It's so powerful that we can join and still speak and share and worship together in this country. We honor you tonight. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, someone said, amen.